It is Thursday the 22nd of February 2018 and this is episode 327 of Digital Outbox. Welcome along to another episode. Um, I am Chris and Ian's here as always. I am always here. Good evening, Chris. Shout out to David Rowe, who should be listening to this code word, Bojangles. Wow, um, I wasn't expecting yeah, that. No, nor was I. Um, <laughs> I just He said he was going to listen and now I'm testing him. <laughs> oh my God. Is this some sort of prize thing? So if he says that back, you get something? I, I'll just know when I, I just know. Mm. Um, up up and down in my estimation um <laughs> hello everyone else <laughs> hijackers no hackers have hijacked the government <laughs> websites <laughs> good start chris um basically uh on the information commissioner officer's website it had a little plugin called browser loud um browser loud is a bit of assistive software it basically reads browser content out to users who have visual impairment uh, but unfortunately this particular distribution of browser loud came with a um some trojan software which was using customers uh computers to mine bitcoin um they have since corrected it but they were told and i think it was like four thousand old websites that this uh, latest distribution of browser loud was on whoops yeah big whoops um, it's just one of the one of the i mean it's a really you know it's a really good you know plugin you know so it's obviously doing a good thing you know, it's been around for ages. I it, remember it from years ago. You know, and helping you know blind users and partially sighted users, and you know we've got some folk at work who use similar products, you know, to you know to help them do the job, and you know, so all you no know, all pucker and above board, and then oops. Mm. Yeah, and and but even with we see so many bits of software now which they rely on external, you know, either APIs or just libraries that they're in, you know, put in in blind faith almost, and and that, that's how this that's how these software, um, you know, legitimate software gets infected, um, and for good reason because things are very complicated nowadays, and trying to get software up and running is hard. Um, but yeah, it's interesting that we're seeing maybe less and less what we'd consider traditional viruses as far as spreading and destroying content. It's more viruses nowadays are just trying to use computer resource. Yeah. And, um, you know, as you said, I think we went through the last couple of years of lots of kind of, you know, give us a hundred quid and we'll we'll unlock your machine because we've got it all, you know, encrypted. And then it's like, actually, sod that. We'll just... Sod it, we'll take your processor power and yeah. we can go and make our own money out yeah. of Bitcoin. So. Everybody assumes their, their PC or their Mac gets slow over time. <laughs> yeah. I mean, how do you know, hey. really, that something's not just churning away at the back background? Yeah. Well, I would know. As soon as the fans come on, it's like, right, somebody's mining for Bitcoin. <laughs> Either I'm using Flash in a browser or... Yeah, oh, no. I don't have Flash anyway. I've had Flash on my machine for years. Okay. Banned. Banned. The ban hammer. Um, yep. So it's worth keeping an eye out. It's still worth having, um, you know, antiviral type softwares. This was highlighted by a user arriving at the site and just having a, uh, a notification of a bad bit of software. So malware. <clears throat> As you see, it's, 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 um, I'm not saying it's easy, but it's, it's, um, hard to monitor these kind of things, you know, so if you, yeah, yeah. you know, the He's... fact, you know, it's, it's affecting many government sites and 4,000 other websites around the world. So it's a big, a big deal. It's it's just as easy for well, I say it, for a legitimate bit of software nowadays. It's hard 
you know to ensure that you're not infecting other computers you, you know you have no intention of doing it it's just one of those things i'd also love to know how many you know because because you could do it quite subtly if you only took like five or ten percent of everybody's yeah, exactly so how you, you and yeah. that's almost the skill of it it's like a a real virus isn't it you you need to you know use the resources without actually being notified or, or chucked away yep. otherwise you're a pathogen twitter is killing its mac desktop client um in a move that will probably upset the 10 people who use it um they're just saying it's not a good experience and we want people to go to the website basically do you see problems Mm -hmm. so (laughs) (laughs) here we go wind him up no 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 no. it's it's not so much problems um so i mean twitter are basically saying that they want a consistent you know experience across its platforms and it's clear i mean they've not been so i I don't know if you remember this tweety do you remember tweety for mac yeah way back in the day and tweety was probably you know the fact there was tweety and there was twitterific and tweety was a far better mac um app for viewing twitter you know because when twitter first came out you used a web page um, but you quickly wanted it to be a client and it was all slick and smooth and you know it wasn't in the browser and Tweety was great and, and Twitter bought it and they just they just didn't treat it well. You know, they didn't look after it. Um new versions came out that, that made it worse and worse. And I guess in some ways it's no big surprise because they've not updated it for ages. Um, you know, it didn't have any of the new features that the web had or that third party clients had. Um, and when they first moved to when when desktop clients and little you know everyone was looking for the next app on their phone when that happened that was because web browsers weren't capable of doing what they can do nowadays the 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 infrastructure inside a browser now is very app like in how they control things and actually the i don't you know i sit in the browser all day now my you know my email's all in the browser you know so i just i don't see why i need to go load application to do everything um so I, I'm interested. Do you do you use the the web browser, or do you still use application to oh, access Twitter? A, apps all the way, and and it's still the, mm. the and the big thing for me, and I, and I know it's 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 probably really snobbish. I don't like the ads you put in. I don't like the mess around the timeline, and I like being able to, you know, if I'm on Twitter here, um, and I must admit, I, I don't keep up to date. Is it? So I came home today and there was like a thousand tweets, and it's like, yep, you know, I just ignore all that, catch up to date, and then I use some lists to just pull out key tweets from people yeah um but I, I, I what i don't like about you know going to the web and then going on the web somewhere else is it's like you don't have any concept of what did i get up to you know, no so, there's there is no concept of that and, and i and and i know all these big tech companies I mean instagram i hate you um you know see mm. the sense of they've, they've taken away this idea of you know showing you in time order when somebody's posted it just oh, it's just a horrible experience for me. So it's really, I mean, and and that comes that's come down to the fundamental thing that every single large social media provider has gone through that same growing pain, right? Where they've they felt they have to move away from the timeline approach, and and clearly they're seeing metric that says because it's it it meets opposition wherever they introduce it facebook had massive opposition to it um twitter had opposition to it and and you know all these big social providers they kind of but they all end up in the same place which is actually we've got to start aggregating content because there's too much here um for you to be able to consume and we don't want you to miss things that we think are important but but then you know that upsets the people who don't want that digest kind of facility they just want to be able to go through so it I, I'm, I'm sure i'm in the five percent or the ten percent that that wants wants that. But I don't of... think you are interesting. I think 
some people don't necessarily realize they're not seeing everything but you always see people sort of in i guess it's like oh i didn't know you you know that happened because facebook's never surfaced that because yeah. i know i don't really know you know we're not that close a friend we're not interacting on a daily basis no, but that agreed. means it never ever shows me a bit of content but there's nothing more annoying and, and i know instagram is saying you do it a different way and you can do it via stories or you can publish multiple images on the one post but you'll get people saying, you know, here's here's as I've walked around Glasgow, I've done something else, here's some pictures, and they're all out of order. And it just it just gets on my tits. So gets on my tits. Just just I find it infuriating. The and thing that bugs I, me actually more than as much well as much as that is that halfway down your list, it almost seems to load itself again, and therefore you you've you've got to an interesting place. You scroll quite a long way down and then maybe something happens and it puts you back at the top and you can never get back to where you were because there isn't a concept of getting back to where you were because that doesn't exist. It's whatever the page reloaded again. So it's now the next bit of content, you know, it's, you, you, there is no thread to it anymore. No. And all I would say is give me a toggle, you know? Yeah. Give me a toggle. But maybe that's harder. Maybe that's a harder thing to achieve than we think, but just based on this scale that they work at. Well, they work at a scale that was mind-boggling, right? Guff. Anyway, yeah. the, um, <laughs> back, back on Twitter. So I don't think, so is it a big loss that that app's going away? No. There's there's some cracking third-party apps on Twitter, I think, who have just up, you know, released again for the Mac last year, reduced the price from $20 down to, I think, 8 or £20, down to £8. So, you know, jump on that. I use... Um, I use Tweetbot, so I still use Tweetbot across all my. Did uh, did just did Tweetbot survive the kind of restriction of licenses which they were facing? Because I think I think what they've done, I think it was not something about we'll allow you to grow by another fifty percent on top of what you've got. And, and Tweetbot, when they looked at their current you know user base and the fact that Twitter is is not growing that much, it was like no, we've got more than enough roadmap. You know, there's runway, there's there's more yeah, than enough okay. there. Um, it, it's. I, I still have a fear that at some point Twitter will say, actually, third parties, we're going to turn it off. You know, there's still. A, I still feel there's like a, it, and and that would. I actually think I would stop using Twitter. Mm. It, it would. I would. People would. I think go and find something else because I think you know using like using the web page on a mobile device just won't work. You know, and I know Twitter have got their own iOS app. You know, but I can just see desktops. I guess what they're saying is most people interact on mobiles. And desktop less so. Um, I still have a little fear as well that this is the, this is there's been lots of posts last few weeks just around about how um, Mac software and development in the Mac is slowing down. It really is. Yeah. And um, you it know, went through a little bit of a renaissance, didn't it? It was it used to be slow, as in they didn't necessarily have the up to date versions of things. It then became sort of forefront, but now I think just general desktop application development in in general is pretty pretty slow yeah and it's just it's you know there's been you know people blaming the way that, that you know apple have kind of governed it you know and the whole thing around sandboxing and it's making it so restrictive for developers and it's like you know there's other ways of doing security via certificates you don't need to sandbox it and just just let it grow let it you know it's they've tried to put an ios security model in a platform that's not ios you know mm. and it, it's just i just feel it hurts the platform because there's you know i know people keep saying oh but it's all going to move to ipad and it's, it's not there's still going to be a dedicated core amount of people, and maybe it'll end up being actually Apple is majority iOS, and and folk will you know have to use Windows. I doubt it because you still need to write iOS apps in Xcode, and maybe one day there'll be an iPad app that allows you to go and develop. I just I think the can't iMac Pro it. has been really popular, and the iMac in general is still very popular. Yeah, I don't think absolutely. that's lost its popularity. But, it's, but it so, just yeah. yeah, you just know it can do so much more, and it's mm. and it's, it's it almost feels shackled. Yeah, in a more natural way. 
and yeah, like you say, it's not been let free. <laughs> it's not grown in the same no. way that so anyway, iOS devices. I, I think Twitter this It's not a, you know, it's not a disaster for Twitter. And but I, I think the number of people affected is probably pretty low. But yeah. like you say, the direction of it is interesting. In that, yeah, does this mean it's the death knell of other, you know, desktop apps as well? The five people that are still using them. Um, James Damore, this is the guy who uh, got sacked from Google after an internal memo where he was um, um, being sexist and I think racist maybe. I can't, basically, he's saying he's being discriminated against inside of Google because, or was being discriminated inside of Google because he was white and conservative. Um, and there it was, it was, you know... I wouldn't say a massively inflammatory tone to it, but it was just the content of it said that he wasn't, um, you know, he, he 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 didn't have tolerance. <laughs> I think is is would be a nice, gentle way of saying it. Anyway, he got sacked, and now uh, that he 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 appealed against that, but that got rejected. So now he is appealing that he is being discriminated against. Um, by Google. Yeah, so so I think I think I mean it was Google's ideological echo chamber and some people have called it a Google memo. Um, you know, so this was one of the things that was doing the rounds and then it was made public. And it was just He's talking about his personal opinion that women are intrinsically less designed to work in tech and all those kind of things. Yeah. You know, pretty I, old fashioned views that have been disproved and and all those kind of things. Uh, absolutely. So it did the rounds and you know and Google's leadership took you know, two three days, and I, I guess that made it worse because it was just like you know, the you know, there was a silence out there, and it's like, are you accepting this? You know, you know, they do no evil, and no, he's a great place to work, and very quickly he was fired. And um, so this was him saying, I, I shouldn't have been fired for this, and actually he's, um, you know, the case has been shut down, and um, and you know, so they're they're found inside of Google. Uh, yeah, so they're saying this this case is not around whether he is right or wrong in his views. They're saying this case is around should he have been, you know, should he have been sacked on the basis of the fact that, you know, he has some, you know, he holds these, you know, these views. I'll call them old-fashioned, but, you know, the disproved maybe is a more accurate way of saying it. Yeah, and and, it, and I guess it did... I mean, and I guess it's not the end of this. I don't, I don't think he's going to disappear. And I think, I think he has kind of, kind of come and said out and said, I should have said things differently. Interestingly, Google also sacked employees who were vehemently um, not defending this guy, but trying to shut him down within Google. So again, they were saying that those employees were going too far because they responded mm. too aggressively. And so that, that that's now going to court because you know, because the, the guy that's been sacked is saying, hold on, I was... You know, he was he was responding to these posts about you know racism and sexism, and Google. We're actually going to talk said, in the story in in a bit about censorship and how difficult it is. So yeah. we'll, it's we'll a fine line, back at, and 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 so I guess I, I, I was almost going to say a lot of these programmers. And this is this is I'll I'll get I'll get sued now, but a lot of these guys. <laughs> no some, one's listening. It's fine. No, some of these guys. I mean, they're I mean, I guess social skills not the best if I put it that way. Some of them spectrum type. You know, you know, just, just, you know, do they, do they appreciate what they're saying and how people can actually, you know, what they can read from that? And, and, and I'm not saying that, so they're being insensitive, but they don't realize they're being insensitive. They just feel they are, I'm expressing my view. There is nothing wrong with it. It's my view. I'm not, I'm not saying somebody's, 
in order to well, it's a tough thing when someone expresses a view and 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 you know it's it's not whether it's fashionable is not the right word but i think old-fashioned is what i'd say it's not yes it's not of of the modern times it's not based on good science and it's not based on any fact other than historical fact hist- sorry not historical fact historical traditional views and things like that so it's yeah it's hard but but also the more you squash someone from being able to you know express their views even if they are incorrect the the, the more you get into the the grounds of censorship and 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 group think and you know not allowing yep. someone to express their view confess to things and then cause a lot of more problems so yeah. it's, and it's hard you know, I'll, I'll be honest i wouldn't want to work with somebody like this who is openly expressing these kind of things no exactly so but that you can't stop them existing unfortunately not because <laughs> because people gen- tend to exist and, and views tend to persist um Apple has been rushing to fix a letter uh, issue inside of their code. There was a found to be, it wasn't just Apple, to be honest, but there was, there's found to be a character in the Indian language, some, some variants of Indian language that would cause their apps to crash and explode. And I think various other um, operating systems had similar issue with, uh, I'm not sure what character could do, but clearly caused a whole, whole heck of a mess. Yeah, and I want to read some highlighting this. This is like the third or fourth time in the last two, three years. Yes, and it seems I wonder to... if it's the same character or different characters having no, different effects. No, it seems to be different characters, and it's amazing that it seems to be mostly, you know, it's it's, app, it's iOS and Mac platforms that are affected. Certainly for years, I remember that, you know, there was things like that weird date in a calendar that caused things to explode. There was the, uh, and like I say, we've, we've covered at least a couple of these stories before where a strange character causes it. And it's weird that it can cause that cascade effect. And, yeah. and what is happening at the computer level, which causes that cascade effect, is quite interesting from an engineering point of view. Just the fact that I can text you something that will kill your phone. Yeah, it will just, yeah, just absolutely, re- does it restart? I mean, I guess that's, it just crashed. Yeah, it just crashes out. But um, then you could do you could repeatedly send that same message and, and cause So I think a lot in this time habit. it was just messages app, so it didn't actually cause the whole thing to crash, but it was a freezer restart um on messages. So not a an absolute disaster. Um But it, but it, they did need to roll things so that, like there's a I know I had a desktop update and I, I'm not in the iOS world. Oh no, there's a, I, iOS and desktop updates all came out. <laughs> yeah. So it's you know, it's across the whole infrastructure, it's not just on the mobile and you know, where you traditionally use the messages. So interesting. Um, Twitter has um, started purging what it's calling bot accounts. So basically it's shutting down services um, that are either spamming or they don't believe are real people uh, are churning out lots and lots of content. Um, But as part of this same purge, um, they have shut down a couple of accounts which have caused... um, certain people to sh- to cry foul saying you know they're not just shutting down um, bots they're actually shutting down based on political beliefs and, and whatever and twitter came out and said no we're only shutting down all our algorithms are basically apolitical it's just based on usage and whether we believe you're a real person or not uh, and whether you're using your account for harm hashtag twitter lockout so um and, and so yeah they've killed um, I believe thousands of bots, um, and and the big impact has been that that not only have people been locked out of their accounts because they've actually locked out accounts and said to people prove it's you. So people are saying this is, and it's mostly right wingers. So I'm guessing what they're look, but but what they've done is they've tied it to 
if you're following lots of bots. So there's some sort of algorithm that they've got mm-hmm. that says you're probably a bot because you're following other bots and retweeting other bots. And um, so obviously, right, some right wingers are saying that this is definitely, as you said, you know, political. Um, a couple of them, are, not a couple, of them, there was hundreds of them who have been locked out, so they have to put in their phone number to unlock and prove them that they're a human. Um, there's also some folks saying, why have I lost thousands of followers? This isn't right. Twitter, what's going on? They were all bots. Yeah. Because <laughs> um, some of the bots are very convincing. Um, yeah, I bet. Very, very convincing. And even so, the Florida tragedy last week, you know, it was like there's so many bots were tweeting out about, you know, you know, this, you know, my son got, you know, shot and it was a picture from somebody shot five years ago. It was all mm. the same. And it's across hundreds and hundreds of bots. Mm. Um, and it's just, um, so yeah, I actually think this is a really good thing. Because um, I, I think Twitter should have been more aggressive on this. I always wondered, is it because of numbers? Because the market's so sensitive. Yeah, do to... they know that a third of their users are fake and bots? And, you know, yeah. is that really the, what comes down to you? You know, and they all, they all talk about, you know, engagement and traffic and, you know, whether we'll get user growth. And this this is only going to sink it, you know. So they they must be in a better place to say actually we need to do something. This is because it, it was that whole. I mean, last year, how many times did we cover it and saying it's a, such a toxic network? Sometimes, yeah. And, and and this is this is this is it. So you know they they've been told they have to clean up. They've been told they have to do this, that, and the other, and they have to tidy and make sure people are real and all those kind of things. As soon as they start doing that, they meet all this perceived resistance, and certainly <laughs> certainly for people churning out. Sp- um path it's you know it's, they've certainly kicked up a fuss that's for sure um also the jared um jared taylor who was who's had his account set uh turned off he was um he's a white nationalist he runs a, a website that twitter basically shut his web uh, his account down saying he was spreading hate and, and violence and he was saying that's not who i am and it's all got messy, but again, he's he's saying he's being silenced by Twitter, and he's now going to sue um, based on that. And so the lawsuit is is again not about who he is; it's about can Twitter and does Twitter have the right? Do media firms have the right to stop people saying things in a public forum? Um, and again, it's just so difficult as far as how do you, you know, again this this whole censorship. Whose job is it? Twitter gets criticised for not doing it. They get criticised for doing it. So how you know, it's such a tricky tightrope. It, it is. Um, so this guy is basically saying that it's um, it's, it's freedom of speech. Twitter um, is, is is stopping his freedom of speech, and he's he's um, he's using uh yeah that's it. He's using a, a Californian law that only protects free speech in public spaces. So he's arguing that 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 that. that, that this isn't so that laws has has not been applied to the internet up to now, which I'm I'm surprised nobody has tried to do. Um, so this is the first time that this is actually you know somebody is saying um, that this particular free speech law uh, it should also apply to the internet. And um, interestingly, we had that problem with the you know the um, Robin Hood Airport in the UK, which was cons- oh, they yeah, treated yeah. the same that announcement as if he had said it in, in, into a room of you know a million people. Yeah. You know, so and that was treated as a public space type, you know, situation. So I wonder. So the lawsuit's all about not what this guy, whether that's what he's seen is right or wrong. So obviously the legal firm are trying to mm. find the right angle on this. So it's about whether Twitter and other technology companies have the right to ban individuals from using their services based on perceived viewpoints and affiliations. Um, and what they're saying is Twitter, um, allowing Twitter to censor content is troublesome. 
um, given their self-proclaimed mission to give everyone the power to create and share ideas instantly without barriers. But there's, it just comes back to there's some, you know, you know, which side of the debate you're on. There's some people that just take it too far, and it's like you're always going to get censorship. We've covered, we've, we've covered this multiple times. There's censorship everywhere. Yep. We think we're in a, a free speech country. We're not. Nope. Global decline in smartphone <gasps> sales. Da, Surely da, da, not. Surely so not. For the first time, um, tail end of 2017, um, basically there's been a, a slowing, there's been a slowing for a while of sales. It's, it's a bit like they're kind of bit ubiquitous, reach saturation, and now people don't feel they're giving enough value to upgrade every year. Um, that's it. Does that summarise it? <laughs> yeah. So they've got expensive. Um, yes, the desirable yep. products, but they've. They, somebody said it to me a couple of days ago. There's nothing new in smartphones anymore. So I seem to, I when I picked up my, I don't know if it was my one of my first Google devices. I remember it's like a couple hundred quid for a pretty high end thing. And even with my OnePlus Three, which is considered cheap, it was like three hundred quid. And I think it's now sort of near enough four to five. And then when you want to buy a, a top end thing you're talking nine nine hundred or a thousand pounds to to buy those things that significant jump that's like a you know big fact you know big factor in increase in cost of a phone yeah and that's why so i bought the iphone 10 last year and for me it's a two-year product but and, how, and how much really bet more do you get out of it nowadays than you did when in fact i'd say that the excitement when apps first came out there was loads of stuff going on and some of that's died now so actually i find them less useful because most things are offered as services now and are available everywhere not just across your phone uh, yeah i mean there was certainly some stuff this year that, that some of the ar stuff was really quite impressive um but, but I, do you use it day to day or no but that's know? but there's there's i mean how much of the stuff that we are, are on it do you use day to day you know but none of it you've got about a billion app installed um let's not talk about how many apps i've got <laughs> i just said it well, it's not, it's not a billion. The, <laughs> Literally getting on towards it. <laughs> um, I have, not that I can tell straight away, but I do have six pages of apps. And considering and the first three pages are all in folders. Yeah, that's curated and folded. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> but, but there's two and a half pages of just new apps. And that's probably since about, I've not cleaned up for about maybe, probably since the iPhone came out. Just I'm looking at some of these installs. Virtually daily, I go through thinking, what else can I take off this blooming phone? What can I get rid of? Don't want this. Junk, junk, junk. And until I get down to system files, I'm never going re- <laughs> to do that. Yeah, no, it's it's weird. And it's weird how also in these new apps, I know exactly where the icons are. I know to go to that page and that icon. It's just weird how... You've got an organized brain and it's, uh, it's, it's expressed but- through app pages this isn't a surprise you know and and you know because we've got a new samsung coming out monday and again they've talked about you know revolutionizing photography but it it looks very similar to last year's and it's all small incremental jumps now i mean what it's going to be the next big thing i think you know it'll be somebody that that does some brand new battery technology that says you know we can last four days you know and it's or or, 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 you know because the visual side of the screen is is got you know you're, you're getting oleds and you look at the pixel density and the colors it's like it all feels quite nailed um, I just wonder if, you're, yeah, I mean, the thing is, the phone, phones aren't really phones anymore. It's almost no, it's a human, it's a computer. Yeah, and I, yeah, I just don't know where they're going to go now. I guess we, you never see it until it happens. That's the, that's why you get clever people in this world who find new directions. But 
but certainly most devices once you've penetrated the market as much as phones do everyone i know has a smartphone it's like when i when we first started uh, doing podcasts it really wasn't a common thing that everyone had a smartphone most people had you know pretty basic phone and they or feature phone at best and and you know we were we were talking wap and <laughs> you know texting was still quite exciting um but yeah nowadays everyone i know has a smartphone i don't know anyone who has just a standard phone uh, uh, agreed there you go agreed. so that's why things slow down because everyone's bought one yep and they're not all like you know you're more sane than me you know but i've i've yeah no not everyone cares i mean everyone cares about having maybe the latest thing which they shouldn't do but loads of people like my mum and dad quite happy with their phones and why would they change them yep uh, if, and, so i work in it the majority of folk in our office aren't like me <laughs> and, and looking yeah. for that yearly hit and be quite happy with the yearly hit and as i said i i got the 10 last year interestingly you know shaq didn't and i do and i and he's like actually i'm kind of glad i didn't you know there's no big there's no big difference and it's like i guess there's some things i do when i because i've got the older work iphone yeah you you normally only ever notice things when you move backwards so if you never move forwards you don't really notice it no exactly and so if it's not in your it's not like in your eye line it's not something you see but when you've got both and you're like oh crap yeah when you compare side by side and that's where a lot of these tech you know reviews that you see there they do do some side by side and say how amazingly much faster this all is but like say if you've never got used to that extra speed you don't really miss it as much as you know because it doesn't when you actually analyze how much extra time that will give you during the day it's in milliseconds nowadays it's not it's not really uh, just one thing see can, thing. can you do me a favor see round about week one to september in this year remind mm. me of not to buy an iphone <laughs> i do tell you every year and every year i laugh at you because when you say yeah yeah i'm not gonna buy one i'll say uh, yeah, see you in the queue <laughs> <laughs> what friday morning to buy bye bye at eight o'clock exactly <laughs> that is the news since we last spoke to you it's nice good stuff um have you got any pick i haven't got a pick we haven't done a pick for a while but i haven't really got one um so um i've actually got a couple of nice nice apps um i'm just trying to find so um uh alto's odyssey so this is a follow-up to, um, it was like a kind of snowboarding type game on the iPhone about a year, 18 months ago. It's just mm-hmm. beautiful graphics, now set in the desert. Um, it's one of these kind of endless runners and you do little tricks, but it's just so well presented. Um, uh-huh. Fiverr, buy it, you know, it's just really nice. Um, and what was, the other, what was the other little game I've been playing recently that I really enjoyed? Uh, he says, looking for podcast it. Podcast gold. Uh, this is podcast gold. <laughs> um, so, 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 this is Paco Two. Um, so, this is a little top-down kind of racer where you um, you're in a car and you need to pick up bad guys and drop them off at where they want to get dropped off, and you get some mm-hmm. cities to unlock and cars to unlock, and again, um, very very pleasant little game. So, yeah, two two little games that are well worth a try. Top stuff. All right, then. Um, we'll call a, a halt at that point. If you want to find out more about us, digitaloutbox.com is the website. Info at digitaloutbox.com is our email address. Twitter is digitaloutbox. I'm on Twitter as Cheesy UK, uh, And my racing car racing blog is academyracer.co.uk. So, Ian, where can we find you? Um, I'm on Twitter as Sweeper. My blog is iand.net. And at some point, which probably means about six months' time, I should do a little write-up about my new car and CarPlay.
and how I find uh, out. Yes. Good stuff. I'd be interested to hear about that, actually. Um, so onwards, and we will speak to you next time. Ta-ra. Ta-ra.